For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Just Chris Schubert here tonight on a Sunday. Yes, the very rare, I believe it is the first time ever, Chris Schubert solo edition of the show. Normally, Jamie Eisner is the one leading the ship on a Sunday on a solo show, but it is just me tonight getting you through all of the fantasy action. And boy, we have a lot of stuff to get into, so we are going to waste little time. But before we get into all of these games, break them down. Got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online who are back and better than ever with a new updated desktop and mobile website and head over to that new updated desktop and sign up today and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And you know, listen, it's me hosting the show instead of Jamie. You no know, Jake here it means we can start wherever I want to start here on the show. That means we're going to start with my football team because we're going to get this out of the way. The Buffalo Bills beat the New York Jets 45-17. to And I think the theme that you were going to see throughout a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about here on the show is it was a get-right week for a lot of these teams. The Bills in particular, they pick up a 45-17 victory over the New York Jets. And if you look up and down the board, Josh Allen, 366 passing yards and two touchdowns. Devin Singletary gets into the end zone. Matt Burita gets into the end zone. Zach Moss gets into the end zone. Isaiah McKenzie gets into the end zone. Four rushing touchdowns for this Bills offense. And for those of you that have weathered the storm of Stephon Diggs' up and downs throughout the season, you got you were rewarded with a big game this week. Eight catches, 162 yards, and one touchdown. Gabriel Davis, the second leading receiver on this team, three catches for 105 yards on the day for him. And I think this is exactly what you were expecting from this Buffalo team after what happened last week against Jacksonville. You knew they were going to come out against a division rival. They were going to want to put that bad game against Jacksonville behind them, wash the bad taste out of their mouth. And they got a very opportunistic Jets defense that was happy to hand them 45 points. And then on the other side of the ball, I think this game can finally put to bed the narrative that Mike White might be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets for the remainder of the season. He does throw for 251 yards in this game, but four interceptions and all of them were not particularly pretty. And I think this pretty much settles the argument that once Zach Wilson is healthy, 
and is back, and that should probably be next week, that we are going to be looking at Zach Wilson taking back over as the starter for this football team. Corey Davis has a nice game on seven targets, five catches, 93 yards. Does have a a, a bad fumble uh, at one point trying to extend a play. Elijah Moore catches a garbage time touchdown from Joe Flacco, of all people, in this football game. Nice to see him continue to maybe develop six targets in this game as well. So he's starting to see the ball uh, get thrown his way a little bit more. Can't wait to see that continue when Zach Wilson takes back over the starting job. Michael Carter, 16 carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. So you saw him continue to get those carries and be the lead back on the ground. And then six targets out of the backfield. He ends up with four catches for 43 yards. So again, week after week after week, we continue to build and we continue to see the role from Michael Carter continue to expand. So Michael Carter is going to be one of those guys to keep an eye on. That, that's going to be the end of all of the Jets talk that we're going to have here on the show. Another team that got right after a bad performance the week before the Dallas Cowboys at home against a just very, very poor Atlanta Falcons effort here today. The Cowboys pick up a 43-3 to victory. Matt Ryan looks old. 9 of 21, 117 yards, the two touchdowns. Kyle Pitts ends up with four catches for 60 yards. This is just a struggle if you have Kyle Pitts like I do in fantasy this season. You have not found the consistency. Did lead the team in seven targets, four catches for 60 yards. But this Atlanta team couldn't get anything going offensively. Matt Ryan looked bad, like I said, with the two interceptions. But I think the big story is the big games on the Dallas side of the ball. Dak almost throws for 300 yards. He goes for 296 and throws for two touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott gets in the end zone twice on 14 carries for 41 yards. Those two touchdowns really are saving grace. On the day, Tony Pollard, 11 carries for 42 yards. He also has a big game catching with the six catches for 56 yards. And C.D. Lamb catches two touchdowns in this game, one of which was Dak Prescott just kind of launching the ball to his left side and just floating it up into the air. And as I was watching the game with some buddies, we were talking about, how, oh, that's a nice throw away from Dak Prescott. It just so happens to drop right into C.D. Lamb, who was able to break away and make a fantastic catch. But he has a big game, six catches for 94 yards. Michael Gallup returns to the lineup for the Cowboys. Three catches for 42 yards from Amari Cooper. Four catches for 51 yards. But again, I think the big story in this game, Dallas get right at Atlanta. They cannot find any consistency on offense, and it has been extremely brutal uh, to find anybody uh, worth talking about on this Atlanta Falcons team offensively. And Kyle Pitts has the big the big day, I put in air quotes, with the four catches for 60 yards, but no touchdowns is going to make it really hard to find anything redeeming about this Atlanta Falcons effort. The Titans pick up a 23-21 to victory. They move to 8 and two in this football game. It was close. The Saints made it competitive uh, late in this football game, but the Titans moved to eight and two on the season. Trevor Simeon gets to start 298 yards and two touchdowns. Mark Ingram on the ground, 14 carries, 47 yards and a touchdown, earns himself. I believe he passed Deuce McAllister for the all-time rushing numbers in Saints history. So that was a nice little moment for him during the game. The ball was spread around in this New Orleans offense. Deontay Harris catches the ball three times for 84 yards, but only on four targets. Uh, Traquan Smith and Mark Ingram were the big recipients. They both had seven targets, each with four catches. Traquan Smith catching a touchdown. Uh, Marquez Callaway made the most of his four targets. He gets into the end zone once in this football game. On the Tennessee side of things, we, we are continuing to see what this post-Derrick Henry running back room is going to look like. And it certainly feels like this is what you're going to see on a weekly basis. It's just going to be a whichever guy can get hot for this football team is going to see the workload. Today, it was Deonta Foreman. He gets 11 carries for 30 yards. Again, not big numbers. This rushing team, this rushing attack only got 66 yards on the ground for the Tennessee Titans. So they sorely miss Derrick Henry being in this offense. Adrian Peterson, as they slowly bring him along since bringing him into the fold, he goes eight carries for 21 yards. And Jeremy 
Jeremy McNichols has four carries for only seven yards. In the passing game, Dante Foreman has two big catches for 48 yards. Marcus Johnson, the big recipient of the Ryan Tannehill passing game, is he has five catches for 100 yards on six targets, a not great game for A.J. Brown. One catch for 16 yards on on the four targets. And this Tennessee Titans team, again, they've beaten, I think, they're 7-0 and in their last seven matchups against playoff teams from a year ago. They, they have done very well this season taking care of business. But again, I think the big thing to take away here is this Tennessee rushing attack is going to be all over the place. I don't think there's anybody in particular that is going to run away with this one and really kind of grab, grab the bull by the horns and, and take this running back room. I think it's going to be a committee approach uh, for the remainder of the season. The Colts... They survive against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not something that I thought I was going to say. They get back to 500 with a 23 to 17 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And with no Jamie and no Jake, I feel like I need to take up the mantle of some of the things that we normally talk about on this show. Carson Wentz with a weird game, 180 yards, but I don't know how many of you were starting Carson Wentz in fantasy this week. Jonathan Taylor, once again, with a big game, 21 carries, 116 yards, and one touchdown. And when I found myself watching this game in the first half, and I actually had Jonathan Taylor's rushing prop today, 90 and a half yards, I was able to grab it at. And as I'm watching this game, and in the first quarter on his first six carries, I think he had 75 yards or something like that. It was ridiculous. He was just gashing this Jacksonville defense, just like this Colts team gashed the Jets defense on Thursday night a couple of weeks ago, and they just looked like they had full control of their rushing attack. I started to get concerned that we were going to see the normal sort of split carries the rest of the way once Taylor kind of gets off to these good starts. We've seen Naheem Hines get into the fold, and it's been a struggle for Jonathan Taylor to maintain his workload throughout the game. And he's still not being used in the passing game all that much. Did get eight targets in today's game, six catches for 10 yards in that regard. But 116 yards, he gets into the end zone. And once again, Michael Pittman, this this kid is for real. He has become the number one target in this offense. He is wide receiver one here in Indianapolis, and he has been consistent over the last couple of weeks. Today on all five of his targets, caught all five of them for 71 yards. And I'm actually going to pull up his game logs here from the last couple of weeks because I want to see just how consistent Michael Pittman Jr. has been. And and going into the season, we talked on this show about how we thought this could be a breakout opportunity for Michael Pittman Jr., but we weren't sure when it was going to come uh, for him. And I'm having a tough time pulling up his his game logs here, but he has been extremely consistent as of late, has been impressive, uh, and he is clearly wide receiver one in this offense as they slowly bring back T.Y. Hilton. And he's really the big player in this offense. Michael Pittman is as the, as the Colts pick up the win to move to five and five. A box score that is very surprising to me. Did not expect the game to go this way. The Patriots win 45 to seven at home. They absolutely blitz the Cleveland Browns. The Browns jump out to an early seven nothing lead. And then it was all New England Patriots from that point forward. Uh, Baker Mayfield leaves this game. With a knee injury, the big thing here is, is if you were if you have Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, you didn't have either of those guys here today. Maybe you picked up Ernest Johnson uh, off the waiver wires as your starter. 19 carries, 99 yards. He doesn't get into the end zone, doesn't get you. I know in some leagues, I know it works this way in my leagues. If they hit that running backs, hit that 100-yard mark, you're looking at some extra points there. So he fell just short of that. Uh, did have, in P- those, those of you who haven't been PPR formats, you certainly felt pretty good about the performance here because he was the leading uh, target guy in this Cleveland offense. Eight targets, finishes with seven catches for 58 yards. And the only touchdown going to Austin Hooper in this football game on the Cleveland side of things. And then listen, let's talk about Ramondre Stevenson for this New England uh 
Patriots team. And I know everyone wants to focus maybe on Mac Jones and the three touchdowns. He actually gets to sit down in this game. Brian Hoyer comes in in relief because uh, this game was a blowout. He adds in a touchdown. But Ramondre Stevenson, listen, no Damian Harris in this football game. We know how this New England running back system has worked year in and year out where you never know who is going to really step up. And Ramon J. Stevenson has had his ups and downs. We've seen in weeks past, even with Damian Harris in the lineup, how much Brandon Bolden can be a big part of this. And, and oh, by the way, Brandon Bolden did have three targets out of the backfield, caught all three of them for 38 yards, so he certainly had a role. But Ramon J. Stevenson, 20 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns. This is the stat line that I think we all anticipated you could see from Ramon J. Stevenson in this New England offense. They gave him the workload here today. And he delivered in a big way. Kendrick Bourne gets into the end zone, four catches, 98 yards. Shout out to Jacoby Myers. He catches his first touchdown pass in the National Football League today. He has four catches for 49 yards. And Hunter Henry with two touchdowns in this football game. Again, no John Smith. So no Damian Harris, no John Smith. You see both Hunter Henry and Ramondre Stevenson both have big games. Can't wait to see where Jamie ranks both of those guys coming into this week. I wonder how much of a bump we'll see for Ramondre Stevenson after this big-time performance where he eclipses 100 yards and gets the two touchdowns. Again, it's going to be really hard to see how this is going to work when Damian Harris is, is healthy. Because if he is healthy, I think I still think the way this New England offense is constructed, he is going to be the lead back. They'll find ways to get all these guys on the field. But then when you do that, you start to dilute your opportunities uh, to get into the end zone, to have those big games. And a lot of these guys are going to be touchdown dependent. Again, I don't know how many times Ramondre Stevenson is going to be able to have 100-yard performances like this when Damian Harris is healthy. But a big-time performance for him in that regard. And, I just looked at the next game that we have to talk about here, and I'm going to make this quick because this game was absolutely abysmal to watch as the Detroit Lions and the Pittsburgh Steelers pick up a tie. Shout out to Kyle Krebs over there at Draft Dudes. Doesn't like ties. Well, you got one here between the Lions and the Steelers tying at 16. This was a game that both teams were trying to hand to the other one. They were just trying to gift uh, both sides of victory in this game, and nobody wanted to take it. Jared Goff ends up with 25 passing attempts in this football game, but it really felt like for the longest time, anytime they showed Jared Goff's stat line, he only threw the ball like 12 times and had like 40 yards. He only ends up with 114 yards uh, on the game. Mason Rudolph in relief uh, for Ben Roethlisberger, who's on the COVID list. He only goes for one touchdown and 242 yards on 50 passing attempts. And I think the big story in this football game is I mentioned how every time I looked up, it didn't look like Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions were passing the football. There was a lot of weather in this football game. DeAndre Swift had a massive game. He got got the ball 33 times on the ground. And if you know anything about us on this program, we have talked about this at length, that the big thing we thought about DeAndre Swift was my big criticism of him entering the season was, well, I don't know how this is going to work. They bring in another running back. Are they going to split carries? How is this going to work? Well, here's an opportunity Really nobody else in his way, and DeAndre Swift picks up 130 yards. Unfortunately, he doesn't get either of the two rushing touchdowns, the either of the two touchdowns that this team gets on the ground. Uh, he only gets the 130 yards on the ground, doesn't get into the end zone, which is certainly unfortunate, but you like to see him eclipse that 100-yard mark and really be a big-time player with those 33 carries. Amon Ross St. Brown with a big football game, four catches, 61 yards. On the six targets, he was really the only receiver that did anything uh, for the Detroit Lions. And I, I say big-time game because... He, again, the only guy that really did anything for the Detroit, this Detroit Lion team. Uh, Najee Harris continues to be exceptional. Doesn't get into the end zone, but 105 yards on the ground on 26 carries. Catches another four passes. So you're looking at, what, a 14, 15-point performance uh, in a game that points were at a premium. So just to get a 14, 15-point uh, performance fantasy-wise when Pittsburgh Steelers only put up 16 points on the board is certainly impressive. So the question was going to be no Ben Roethlisberger what would Mason Rudolph's target distribution look like? What 
who could have a big game, who could step up. Pat Fryermuth continues to be a big target. Nine targets in this game, catches five of them for 31 yards, does have the bad fumble late in the game that costs the Steelers an opportunity to kick a field goal to win it in overtime. But Ray-Ray McLeod and Deontay Johnson both having double-digit targets. Ray-Ray McLeod with 12 targets. He has nine catches for 63 yards. And Deontay Johnson on 13 targets, seven catches for 83 yards. And clearly he is the number one target in this offense no matter who the quarterback is. And, and Pat Fryermuth continues to develop, and you've heard Jamie talk about him on this show about as his stock continues to rise. A bit of a surprise between the Washington football team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the Washington football team pick up a 29-19 to victory. And this was bad from the word go. As, the, as Tom Brady and company, they turn over the ball, two early interceptions for Brady put them behind the eight ball, and they were never really able to recover in this football game. And... I don't know if it's necessarily time to worry or time to panic for this wide receiver core, but I'm going to give you the statistics here of how this broke down. Mike Evans only had three targets. Does get into the end, end zone, though. Gets 62 yards in the one touchdown, so he certainly salvaged something for you and wasn't a complete bust. But again, when you're only getting three targets, he's really got to get into the end zone. He was able to do it today, but that those are not numbers that give you a lot of confidence. Chris Godwin does get eight targets, seven catches for 57 yards, so that's a decent performance there. And then Leonard Fournette has eight catches for 45 yards out of the backfield on nine targets. So, you know, it, it there wasn't a lot of distribution here. Uh, Brady threw the two touchdowns, one to Mike Evans, one to Cameron Brait. This offense really just couldn't get going. Only 53 yards on the ground, 47 of those went to Leonard Fournette. Giovanni Bernard had a couple of bad drops uh, that stopped uh, Tampa from being able to get into the end zone. And I wish he was here to be able to kind of enjoy the small moments that we're going to be able to have on this show. But welcome to the program, Antonio Gibson. It's it's a pedestrian stat, stat line of 24 carries for 64 yards. But he gets into the end zone twice. Finally makes good for those of you that have kind of held on to him and have weathered the storm of just what you were going to do with Antonio Gibson on a weekly basis because it has been a struggle. But he gets into the end zone twice in this football game, 64 yards on the ground as well, catches a couple passes out of the backfield. DeAndre Carter with a big game. He has the lone passing touchdown from Taylor Heineke in this game, three catches for 56 yards for him on the six targets. And Terry McLaurin, six catches for 59 yards, but does not get into the end zone. You certainly would like to see him get into the end zone here at some point for this team. Uh, we move to the afternoon Slate of games here. And the Panthers, Cam Newton, returns. How about this start for Cam Newton in this football game today? Comes out, P.J. Walker, after Son Reddick revenge game, forces a fumble. They have a short field. P.J. Walker gets him close. They bring in Cam Newton, one play, boom, touchdown. All right, screams on back. It's a you know 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. But what, it was a nice moment, right? It was, it was nice to see Cam uh, get back. You know, next possession, another another turnover. Short field for the for the Panthers. Cam Newton back into the game. The, their little package that they have set, set up for him. Boom. Takes one snap touchdown. Guy takes two snaps, has two touchdowns right away. I don't think any of you played him in fantasy this week because you didn't know he was going to start. But, man, what a start to this football game for Cam Newton in his return uh, to the Carolina Panthers with his first two touches leading to touchdowns. And, listen, I think the magic wore out with the no Kyler, no DeAndre Hopkins on offense uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. James Conner gets into the end zone, 10 carries for 39 yards on the ground. But again, this team was, is without Chase Edmonds. They're without DeAndre Hopkins. They're without Kyler Murray. Last week was a bit of a surprise with how well they were able to play offensively against the San Francisco 49ers. The magic kind of wore out here in this football game. No passing touchdowns uh, for Colt McCoy. So 
any of the, the receivers that you might have started in this football game. If you played Christian Kirk, maybe in the flex, or you took a flyer on Rondell Moore once he was cleared, maybe in DFS this week, uh, you didn't get anything out of that performance. Rondell Moore, two catches for 10 yards. Christian Kirk, seven catches for 58 yards. We look on the other side of things. We mentioned the, the couple touches for Cam Newton and the touchdown. Christian McCaffrey it just continues to put up numbers. He doesn't get into the end zone, but listen to this. 13 carries for 95 yards, 10 catches for 66 yards. He just consistently finds a way to have a high floor because he's going to be so utilized in this offense. No Sam Darnold. You get Sam Darnold out of the mix. Robbie Anderson, welcome back to the Carolina Panthers. Four catches, 37 yards, and he does catch a touchdown in this football game. Panthers pick up a 34-10 victory. Not sure if I mentioned the score there at the beginning. Uh, Vikings Chargers, 27-20. to Man, the Chargers... Just an up-and-down season for them, and they have been all over the place. The Vikings moved to 4-5 and five, uh, with this victory, and the who's who. Dalvin Cook, 24 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Had Dalvin Cook's overprop uh, this week here uh, uh, in rushing yards, about 90.5. That last carry to, on fourth down, thank you, Mike Zimmer, for going for it in that spot, not kicking it away. Really needed that, really appreciated those couple of extra yards. Justin Jefferson, uh, Tyler Conklin catches both touchdowns. Uh, in this football game, and I'm sure Jamie's going to go on a Tyler Conklin rant because we've talked him up the last couple of weeks when doing his rankings and doing the waiver wire. Uh, I'm sure that will come on Tuesday. He catches the two touchdowns on five targets. Uh, only catches three passes, but two of them for touchdowns. So if you played him, uh, you feel pretty good. But if you play Justin Jefferson, nothing really to complain about. Nine ca- nine catches for 143 yards, double-digit targets once again. Adam Thielen had a nice game, five catches for 65 yards. But again, when those guys aren't going to get in the end zone, they need to put up Jefferson. Justin Jefferson-esque stat lines to really hit you to a floor that you feel comfortable with. On the other side of things, Herbert, 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception, pedestrian numbers for a guy that you probably have inside the top eight uh, of your quarterback rankings if you're doing them at home. Uh, Austin Eckler doesn't get into the end zone, uh, 11 carries for 44 yards. Austin Eckler only catches three passes, does Catch a touchdown, though, so he does save you there. Keenan Allen, eight catches, 98 yards there. Mike Williams, a lackluster performance, four catches for 33 yards in that football game. Two more games to talk about here before we get into the Sunday night contest between the Chiefs and the Raiders. A lot was made of the Packers and the Seahawks. The return of Aaron Rodgers, the return of Russell Wilson, Lambeau Field, a you know an afternoon game, so it gets a little dark there in Wisconsin late into the second half into the fourth quarter. That's it has this aura to it. The two quarterbacks returning, everybody anticipating a big performance. How does 17 points combined between these two teams sound? Man, a lot comes from this game. DK Metcalf ejected from this football game. So if you played him, you are not going to be happy with the numbers that you had uh, for him. Three catches for 26 yards as he gets ejected. Tyler Lockett didn't have a great game either. So if you thought maybe DK getting ejected would lead to Tyler Lockett having a good game. Two catches for 23 yards there. It's Gerald Everett who has the big day. Again, for a Seattle team that didn't score any points, he didn't get any touchdowns. But the eight catches and 63 yards, if you happen to play him, in fantasy and PPR formats, you felt good there. You got nothing from the Seattle running backs, Alex Common. It was just nothing. You got nothing from that side of the ball. Russell Wilson didn't give you anything, nothing. So if you played any of your Seattle Seahawks, again, I don't think long-term you should be super concerned. But today, this week, they didn't really help you. Uh, on the Packers side of the ball, Rodgers throws for 292, doesn't throw for a touchdown, though. Aaron Jones, the MCL injury, uh, as I'm recording this late uh, in the evening, not necessarily sure uh, what his status is going to be moving forward, but obviously when you start dealing with ligaments in the knee, uh, whether they're sprains or tears or whatever the case may be, you're looking at at least probably a couple of weeks uh, without Aaron Jones, and that allowed A.J. Dillon to step up, and he had a monster game. 21 carries, 66 yards, and the two touchdowns, and again, if Aaron Jones is going to miss time, A.J. Dillon is going to be the guy there. I'm sure that will come up on the Tuesday edition 
of the podcast. Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers is back. What do you expect? 11 targets. He catches seven of them for 78 yards. A.J. Dillon catches two passes out of the backfield as well. Before Aaron Jones went down, he was he was having a decent game, four catches for 61 yards out of the backfield, but that's going to be the big thing there is that we keep an eye on uh, the status of, of Aaron Jones and what that means uh, for this Packers running game moving forward. Again, I think it's just going to feature a lot more A.J. Dillon. The Eagles go into Denver in what what has just become a weird situation in Denver. They win 30-13 to 13 to move to 4-6. and six. Jalen Hurts, two touchdowns, 178 yards, adds 53 yards on the ground. Again, those rushing numbers are certainly going to help you accumulate points. Jordan Howard with a nice game, 12 carries, 83 yards, doesn't get into the end zone. Uh, but him and Boston Scott lead the way uh, with carries. Boston Scott, 11 carries for 83 yards. Tafonta Smith continues to be a stud. He continues to be. If you took a chance on him uh, in redraft formats as one of the rookies that you thought were going to break out, he has been consistently just up there. Uh, him, Jalen Waddell, Jamar Chase, they have all been as good as advertised. Four catches, 66 yards, and the only two touchdowns that Jalen Hurts threw, they were two. Tafonta Smith, so you felt pretty good. How about that? Listen, you don't need me to tell you about the Javante Williams-Melvin Gordon uh, carry share in Denver. It is going to be a split. We talked about it last week on the show throughout the week. It's going to be a split the rest of the way. You have to know what you're getting. Uh, Javante Williams, eight carries, 48 yards on the ground. Melvin Gordon, he gets into the end zone. His nine carries, 48 yards. So a split basically in carries, a split basically in yards. That's what you can anticipate from these two guys. It's just a matter of who's not who's going to get in the end zone this week. It was Melvin Gordon. Uh, not a great performance. Uh, if you played Jerry Judy, six catches for 48 yards. Noah Fant, five catches uh, for 59 yards. And again, the only touchdown for this Denver offense coming onto the ground. So if you played any of these guys, you certainly felt like there was uh, some lackluster performances. Before we wrap up this show and talk about Sunday night football between the Chiefs and the Raiders, got to tell everybody, very exciting thing that's going on. The Draft Network and Bud Light Seltzer bringing draft dudes to the SEC Championship game on December 4th in Atlanta. Listen, you're not going to get some grumbly, what's better than this guys being dudes from me? But we are heading to the SEC Championship game in Atlanta, Georgia on December 4th, and we want to see you there. So the Draft Dudes, the TDN team, hanging out, playing games, giving away swag, and enjoying some Bud Light Seltzers right across the street from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the sea. SX lot ahead of the 2021 SCC title game. So come on out, join us for an afternoon if you're going to be there for fun and football with the Draft Network and Bud Light Seltzer in Atlanta. Okay, Sunday night football. And listen, there's been a lot of talk. Oh, the Chiefs, they can't cover a spread. Oh, this offense doesn't look the same. This, this team's not the same. They're broken. Patrick Mahomes, what's he doing? Well, with all that talk, on a Sunday night football matchup that a lot of people went into this game thinking, man, the Raiders play this Chiefs team close every time they meet. This matchup is destined for another Chiefs letdown, and we're going to continue this conversation further. There's no letdown in sight. A 41-14, to 14, just from the word go, the Chiefs were all over them. How does 406 yards and five touchdowns, <clears throat> excuse me, from Patrick Mahomes sound? He responded to all the criticism that's been levied his way. 50 pass attempts in this game, by the way, for Patrick Mahomes. 406 yards and five touchdowns. Like I mentioned, listen, you had big games from Travis Kelsey, 119 yards on eight catches. Tyreek Hill, two touchdowns, seven catches, and 83 yards. And I wish Jamie was here to be able to talk about Darrell Williams, the guy he talks about on this show a lot. Uh, doesn't have a great running game, 11 carries for 43 yards. He is the leading rusher for this Kansas City Chiefs team, but the biggest impact he had was in the passing game. Nine catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown for a running back. We know how this Chiefs offense rolls, so a big game 
from him as well. On the Raider side of things, I mean, listen, this this running back situation in Las Vegas, they were behind from the word go, didn't really get anything going there. Uh, Hunter Renfro, seven catches, 46 yards and a touchdown. We'd be kind of putting him on everybody's radar as a, as, a, as a streaming option, a guy that you could probably pick up on the waiver wire and have in the mix in your wide receiver group because he has started to develop a role there. Nine targets led the team there, uh, seven for 46, like I mentioned, in the one touchdown. Brian Edwards. Three catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, those are the two touchdowns that Derek Carr threw, 261 and two touchdowns for Carr in this game, along with an interception. So the Chiefs, they get back on track. Uh, all the big names have big games. Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, Darrell Williams has a big game in the running back room as they win 41-14 to 14 up at Allegiant Stadium there in Vegas. That is going to do it for us here on the solo edition of the TDN Fantasy Podcast. We're back on Tuesday. You know the drill. Waiver wire rankings. We go position by position, and then Jamie's going to have his rankings for next week. We will break those down as well, discuss those, pick out some of the players uh, that maybe are a little bit higher than most. Maybe Jamie's a little bit lower on a certain player. See where some of the injuries, uh, Aaron Jones, uh, DK Metcalf getting injected, all this kind of stuff that happened over the course of, of the weekend. We'll, we'll see how the rankings bear those things out for next week. You can always follow the show on Twitter at TDNFantasyTheDraftNetwork.com. Underneath the Fantasy tab is where you can find all of the content. Everybody have a great start to your week. We will talk to you on Tuesday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.